Blog Talk Radio. Oh, boy. There's no easy way of knowing which direction we are going. <laughs> That's what you call right, a cover, Larry. It was nice, right? <laughs> nice job, Steve. Good man, a lot of time. Which direction we are going? That wrecked the old Camino. It would have been DWI. have reached a tipping point. Good evening, good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and all the ships at sea. It is time once again for the tipping point. We have a couple of great guests tonight, but more importantly than that, let's get to us. So, I am Stephen Platinum, and uh, you like that, Larry? And uh, I really joining like me, that. nice, yes, and joining me as always I mean, is Steve. <laughs> is that not perfect for the era we live in, you know? Yeah. With who our president is and so forth, but let, oh, I, uh, I shouldn't have even started that. Okay. Let's get back to wrestling. <laughs> uh, but not just that, uh, you know, I was. Um, I'm just jumping right into it, of course. Um, Larry, do you want to say who our guests are tonight before I start yes. going off? Mm-hmm. We are very pleased to have two guests this evening. Uh, first up will be Dave Manders, the new owner of Southern Fried Championship Wrestling, who has taken over from Charles, stepped in, and uh, also the recently retired and recently unretired Pandora will be joining us to talk a little bit about her career and what's going on. Uh, you know, um, I guess before I dive into my thing, Larry, so you were at Peach State. Uh, it sounds like it was, in the real sense of that word, a very interesting show. Not interesting in the way that you tell your friend's band that you secretly hate uh, that they were, um, but actually interesting. Um, what, what was your overall take on that show where, again, like one of the, obviously Rick and Shane Knowles delivered on a bloodbath. I mean, that's a good place to start as any, I suppose. Yeah, that included, of course, security guard Lulu, getting busted open as bad as either one of them. I mean, oh. there was a nice pool of blood there right in the aisle from him getting the cage doors slammed in his head in the first five minutes of the match. So he had a security guard bleeding. But uh, absolutely, um, there was also, my main thing about this show is there was a lot to digest um, mm-hmm. coming out of it. And there's a, a, a lot of stories to be told coming out of it. And the the interesting thing is going to be the telling and how that's all going to play out is, um, you know, a number of things that uh, will affect the future uh, took place. I mean, you have Cyrus, just, just for one opener there, Cyrus beating one of their biggest stars, one of the biggest stars in Georgia, beating him clean in the middle of the ring, beating Logan Creed. 
um, in a match that was a good match, but you know nothing that was even uh, featured on the card really. There was no story really going into it. And then uh, it would appear that Shane Knowles is turning back babyface uh, based on the the conclusion of the um, cage match. Um, so. Yeah. Can you can you and then and then Tommy Pitts retired, right? Like it was Tommy Pitts last match, and Pandora yeah, and, unretired. Whew. Right. So uh, the the cat's out of the bag. That and we'll talk about this a little bit later too. I'm sure that Brooklyn Creed uh, did announce that uh, she's with child, so she is medically yeah. clear. Not, uh, not she's not going to be wrestling anymore uh, for the for 2018. And so they had a situation there and had to come up with an opponent. And I guess, you know, then a future opponent, which we'll be talking to Bambi, or I mean, we'll be talking to Pandora about that. But Bambi, who was there at the gimmick table, stepped in and took the match, which was, uh, she she did quite well. Um, So uh, Pandora is back as an active competitor, at least to face uh, Danielle Gente for a title. Beyond that, well, I guess we'll ask her about that. And um, you got you got new tag team t- champions, but those that's the exotic ones. And then Tommy Too Much uh, had announced his retirement at the uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony earlier in the day, which I understand was very nicely done, uh, although not particularly well attended. That, that the ceremony itself was was very nice. So he just reiterated that at the night show, but then of course turned over his title belt to um, Simon. So Simon has both belts, but what's going to become of that? those titles and who Simon's going to have as a partner with that all remains to be seen. And then the heavyweight title, finally Sal Renaro triumphed and is the new heavyweight champion. So there's a lot of stuff, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of things happened. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, uh, so what were your impressions? We talked a little bit before the show. What were your impressions of takeover? Oh, well, I've liked almost everyone. I guess I have yeah. liked every one of them, and this was no different. I mean, the couple things that jumped out at me is just the sheer, the quality of the wrestling is just incredibly good uh, on those shows, and that continued to be the case this time, and in a variety of different types of matches. You know, if you wanted that brawl, you certainly had that with Gargano and Chomp. You had great tag team wrestling in the in the opener. You had a great singles match in Ricochet and uh, Dream. I mean. The, I, the the title match with Lars Sullivan was was much better than I than I thought it would be with Alistair yes, Black. Yeah, I agree. So, mm-hmm. um, and I just I love Shayna Baszler uh, uh, as a pro wrestler. I think she's she's really fun to watch. So I there's just from top to bottom a, a really great show. And the other thing I thought about was the Georgia influence on this show. As I'm sitting there and watching um, Martin Stone in the first match, Antron Brewer refereeing, and you know I kept yeah. <laughs> When I see Kyle O'Reilly these days, I always think about him coming and wrestling for you at the in Avondale Estates in front of fifty people, yeah, and going us going to that bar restaurant or whatever it was afterwards, and he's like the the quietest, most mild mannered person. One of the of, of people I've met in wrestling, he was one of the quietest, mild men. And then I look at his his ring in ring persona now. I guess he's one of those people that really lets it out when he gets in the ring, because you would never thought this guy had any personality sitting with him. Yeah, you think about that crew, right? So now you have Tony Cozina, who's running a school in Canada, I believe. Uh, Davy Richards, of course, who's Davy Richards, and then you had. Um, 
remember that like the Tongan fellow they were sort of taking care of who's you know he's one of the big guys Ballet. in the bullet club yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, do you remember that? I was thinking about that the other day, this, you know, cause it was just like, it's like, he wants to really do a spot in the show. What can he do? And so we did a thing where, um, where basically the concrete gorillas were, were picking on, uh, the surrealists. So they're picking on De La Vega who's by himself. And he goes like, if you keep messing with me, my little brother's going to come out. And that was Fale. And it was just my excuse to have Fale and Jeter go at it. And then they both toppled over the top rope and I right. almost crushed the front row. Uh, right. And I was so happy for that spot. And it's just, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? To see where guys go. I mean, when people have the, the pepper, they've got the pepper. You know, Kyle O'Reilly has carved out a fantastic career for himself, for one thing, but also a a fantastic life for himself. You know, he's recently married and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, it is very gratifying to see those kind of things develop, for sure. And um, did you want to say anything about the the money in the bank? Because I know you saw that. I didn't see that. Any, Any takeaways from that? Um, I, my takeaways are, are more like reflexive where I, I don't know if I've just reached this threshold, but there's nothing I hate more than reading wrestling people talk about a pay-per-view. <laughs> I just, at this stage in the game, not that money in the bank was anything that was like sort of blow away great or anything like that, but it really has reached a point where, I, I, I'm just tired of wrestling people um, in Georgia and elsewhere who feel the need to put their two cents in. I don't understand at this point what people think they're doing or what advantage they're gaining or how they think that they appear uh, when they talk about the WWE or NXT or anything like that. I, I just I just find the whole phenomenon very very odd. Now, of course, it's strange coming from us who we talk about wrestling. That's kind of what we do <laughs> on the podcast. But um, but yeah, I don't I don't get sort of a a young wrestler who's going to spout off about this that or the other um, constantly publicly. That's the thing I found really strange was the sort of debate that I was watching unfold amongst a bunch of wrestling people, like, you know, guys like that trainer Danny Cage or Rudy Gonzalez. And they're just, just these maelstroms of people commenting on whether the women's money in the bank match was good or not. And I thought to myself, like, and this, and this goes out to like promoters and bookers and trainers I, I think they have to sort of lead the charge and shut the fuck up. Like, I've, I've come to that conclusion recently. I think they have to lead from the front and stop feeling the need to chime in. And that goes for promoters that I see who are messaging. And it's like, <laughs> I just, it's just a bad look, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. And with pro wrestling on, I mean, it's safe to say it's it's on an upswing, right? Like, like things just they feel very good, right? Ring of Honor is doing well. Um, the WWE clearly, I mean, with the you know SmackDown is going to be on, and they're getting a boatload of money. And I mean, a lot of things are coming up roses. I mean, Ronda Rousey, 
uh, I think, acquitted herself very nicely in a match that, for months leading up to it, all I would read about is people at trying to ascertain whether she, quote, unquote, deserved something or not. Um, from a bunch of, for an activity that there is no deserving in wrestling. <laughs> I think that that's one of these fallacies that have sort of become a primary thing that people talk about. You know, whether it's the you deserve it chant, which is my least favorite chant in wrestling. Uh, I think that's a sure sign that somebody's not going to draw money is when they chant, you deserve it at them for winning a title. <laughs> um, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, there's not a deserve there. It's an artistic endeavor. And so there's only an attempt to make something work. And uh, at the end of the day, I, it's in this thing where everybody's got an opinion and discourse is communication. That's all we have nowadays is people opining. That's everything from president to wrestling to everything else is just people's opinions on a thing. Um, I, I don't know. I would like to see somebody lead a charge of opinion is not as interesting as genuine sort of reporting and critique in a pure form. Like what, mm -hmm. what you do with the show report is different than what other people do with a show report. Most of the show reports on Georgia wrestling history um, that are submitted by the people themselves are either of the just the facts, ma'am variety or these sort of cheerleading rah, rah things. Yeah. The rah, rah promotion, reports, which yeah. I, which I get, I get. Yeah, me too. They don't, I hate to break it to them, it doesn't matter nearly as much as when you go to a show and talk about it. And, um, you know, there's other people who do it too, and I think they have to be cautious to not uh, walk that line of just the facts and or rah-rah. I'm thinking of like Scott Hensley. Like when he writes up something, it's often very good, but he slips into the, I'm going to promote, I, I feel the need to really promote this guy with what I write. At the end of the day, um, everything doesn't have to be a promo. <laughs> it's just like everybody, when they talk about wrestling, everything comes across as a promo angle. And sometimes it's just, it's okay to watch and enjoy a thing or watch and not enjoy it. But if you're going to talk about it, I don't know, intelligent discourse would be, I think, a great first step, especially from people who people look up to in wrestling. So that was my sort of takeaway, my massive, as usual, takeaway from the thing. So. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. I guess one, one other thing I want to say about WWE Stock closed today at $66.14, oh one cent off the all-time high. That's, a tr that's better than a triple in one year. Uh, I think the creative aspects of WWE have been rendered inconsequential by their financial performance. I mean, that just speaks, you know, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really matter what any of us think of their creative. This company is so – it's just uh, – you know, swimming in, in uh, money. We've got a market capitalization, uh, $2.7 billion. 
<laughs> so yes, oh my god, insane, totally insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I see our first guest has arrived. Yes, sir. Right on time. We're joined now by the new owner of Southern Fried Championship Wrestling, Mr. Dave Manders. Welcome to the Tipping Point. Hey, how you guys doing tonight, fellas? We're doing great, Mr. Manders. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you and I may have met reflexively. I don't think we ever have, though. Um, I, I'm I'm going to fire up the first question, and it, it's going to be it's going to be um, sort of one that I think will let people kind of know this, know the deal basically with what's going on. So what is your position at Southern Fried? Obviously you're the owner, but um, how would you describe, I mean, with, with the passing of Charles, um, clearly things were put into place. So, you know, the transition seemed as smooth as a thing like that can possibly be. Um, and as successful as it can be, I think Charles would be very proud. I was talking to somebody the other day about how it was a shame that Charles didn't get to see the all women show or shindig because those are like two sort of testaments to him. And both of them were very successful. So how would you describe who you are in relation to Southern fried and who are the people that are helping this thing move forward, and move forward successfully. Well, I started out with Charles uh, not long after his first show in Monroe, Georgia. Um was coming to the first show as a fan. Um, talked to Charles about being security, started security with Charles. We built a, a good relationship, a good friendship. Um, a couple of years down the road, me and Charles had talked about going in partnership. Maybe he can he come, to, come to me two or three times. Um, I'd had in, no interest whatsoever. Um, I just kind of laughed and kind of blew it off. Um, the closer that we came, the better friends we became. And, um, you know, he asked me again, took, uh, I think it was two years later, he asked me again, which put us at a 2000, that put us at 2017, I believe it was. Um, I blew him off again, um, talked to my wife. She was like, you know, no way. You know, I've got a, I've got a professional career. And, um, and then Charles had come to me again, and I said, you know, let's make this run. And, um, we sat down. We had a lot of conversations about he, where he wanted this company to go, you know, for the big picture. Um, once he found out he was sick, we actually got time to sit down and talk about Shindig, talk about the women's show, talk about the original show that's coming up. Um, as a lot of you guys know, Todd Sexton's the booker. I couldn't have done this without Todd. Um, we reached out to Todd. Todd was there with us. You know, and Todd, you know, he told me, he said, I know you're going to take over. You're going to buy this. He said, you know, I'll give you as much time as you need. I told Todd, I said, all I want from you is your time. You know, and I don't mean six months, a year. Let's look at five years down the road. Then after five years, we'll look at ten. And um, I know what direction Charles wanted this to go. And um, we were on the same page. And Charles told me, he said, of anybody that I would want to buy this company, he said, I'm looking to you. He said, I want it to go in your hands. He said, this is my baby. And he said, once I'm gone, I want you to take care of my baby. And like I said, I mean, my hat's off of Chris Nims has helped me tremendously. Todd Sexton, Todd Sexton, I cannot say enough good stuff about him. Uh, I got Tommy Allen Lee. He sells tickets for me. He's our ticket guy. Um, everything is just, I mean, it's went off without a hitch, and that's exactly what me and Charles wanted. Yeah, that's kind of what we expected. And um, 
it, it's worked out just great. And I'm trying to make it all about the fans, you know. And we want to give the fans what the fans want to see. You know, we want the fans to come out on a Saturday night, sometimes a Friday night, as you guys know. You know, you mm-hmm. 15 or 12 bucks, bring the family out, have a good time. Good, good, friendly, you know, home down, fun entertainment. And they're getting their money's worth. And, you know, I tell the fans, feed me and I'll feed you guys. You know, feed me what you want to see. Feed me what you guys want to hear. And, hey, we're going to bring it to you. And, you know, that's yeah. exactly what Charles wanted to do because Charles was all about the people. And Very much so. Did, did, does it worry you, to be honest? I know Larry's going to want to ask um, some questions, but my other question is, and it's a big one. Um, does it worry you? Because Charles, like Southern Fried Wrestling, is Charles. I mean, he's he's huge in Monroe. And um, does it worry you that without him there, um, that eventually, like a, a lot of the success that's going on right now, do, do you think that it hinges on the fact that people – respect and love Charles. And so that's what's kind of helping with this right now. And then that's something that would be in danger of going away. Or do you guys think that you have a pretty good handle on keeping things going with the success you're having uh, now? I don't, I don't anticipate anything going away. Um, yeah. Charles always said he was the face of Southern pride. He was the creator. He was the originator, but he said he could have never done Southern pride without the crew that he has backing him. And I still have that same crew. And the fans the fans are a thousand percent loyal to us. Um, yeah. the text I get daily, the emails we get daily, the the feedback on our Facebook page, you know, and everybody realizes Charles is gone. You know, people have to move on. Um, I reached out to the Anschutz family. The family wants me to keep this going. And I I told Charles before he passed away, it was a Thursday before he passed away. I said, Buddy, I said, We're fixing to take this jet. We're going to take off. We're going to let the wheels up, and we're not going to land for a long time. So we're going to we're, we're riding out. We're going to fly it out. You know, that's fantastic. And that's, that's exactly what he wanted. And um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's where I'm going. I'm going as big as this will go, and I'll take it as big as the fans want to take it. Um, um I've looked at doing Dave, shows, uh, multiple seat venues, and that could come into play within the next six months to a year. The venues twice as big as we are now. Ooh, well, I I, I want to follow up on that, Dave. But I, I one um, one uh, I, one other question I had was, um, how much or did you feel, and how much? I mean, cl- clearly Shindig was a huge success. Uh, uh, that goes yes, without sir. saying. Yes, but how much pressure did you feel, or did you feel pressure going into that weekend? Oh my God, I was scared to death. Uh, I was scared to death. One of the, I'm not going to say anything that happened to Charles was a good thing because it wasn't, but I was kind of through to the wolves four or five shows prior to Charles passing because Charles wasn't able to make the shows. So I kind of got, I guess you could say I got my feet wet there. And um, so Shindy, you know, me and me and Todd, we talk daily. And um, Todd's like, hey, man, he says, just another show, just more people. And we're going to bring it, you know. He said, don't worry about it. He said, the guys we have with us right now, and I'll vouch for this 100%, our wrestlers, our staff, we're second to none. I've got some of the greatest guys in the business as far as the independent circuit that's coming to wrestling for us, our regular shows, that you don't find talent like this everywhere. And, and it's just it's a good thing going. 
And I'm nervous until we open the doors. Once the doors are open, I see the fans start coming in, I get in my mode. I kick back and relax and let everything unfold. But um, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm blessing Charles for keeping his memory alive and his blessing me. So it's a win-win situation, you know. So what can you tell us about the – I mean, the, I know the first thing coming up is the original recipe show. What can you yes, tell sir. us about yes, sir. that? That was a show that Charles wanted to put together. Him and Chris Nam sat and talked. Um, it's been, I think, a couple of years ago. And Chris kind of I mean, Charles kind of pitched the idea to Chris. Um, told Chris, he said, won't you book this show? He said, let's get all the guys that started Southern Pride, the originals that started Southern Pride. Let's bring them back for one night. Let's put on a show of the, the founders, the guys that started this company, the guys that, you know, wanted to wrestle for this company when I first started because he didn't know if it was going to be hit or miss, you know, just like anybody. You start, and you don't know what's going to happen. These guys started working. They started drawing the fans, and, you know, Southern Fry was born. And um, we're going to have Vicious Vic. He's going to make his return. Um, That's going to be his retirement match against Leatherface. We've got Lobo. Um, Buddy Burke's coming back in to end the feud with Lobo. Um, that was just the um, big Andy. Some of the some of the older guys are starting with Southern Pride, and um, it, it's going it's going to be a good show. It's going to be good. And you know, this is not one of our regular Southern Pride, you know, monthly events that we have. It's just a different different style. It's going right. to have a different feel to it. But and then come July seventh, we're going to fall right back into Southern Pride mode. So, gotcha. and I'm going to tell you guys, we've got so much coming, so much coming <laughs> that it's just, oh, I'm ecstatic about it. I'm just ecstatic about it. Um, it. Like I said, it's bigger and better, and it's going to get bigger and better every show. And a lot of the fans are like, how do you guys keep doing this, you know? But there again, Todd Sexton, <laughs> the man has the mind of a genius. He has to live and breathe 24-7 wrestling. That's all the guy thinks about. And, you know, he'll throw ideas at me. I throw ideas at him. And then, you know, he puts this stuff together. And, wow, it's just we're hitting, you know. Yeah. It's like a fine-tuned engine. Once you start hitting, I mean, let it run. So, you know, I I had a, a question and an observation. So, well, first, the observation. Uh, when um, I was going to leave uh, Platinum Championship Wrestling, um, obviously people were thinking about like who's going to take over. And I was never concerned with like having a wrestling person take over. Like that wasn't my sort of mentality. Mine was, I want to find the most sort of solid guy that will put in the work and has sort of the mind of a fan as opposed to trying to replace me, if that made sense. I, I, just, I didn't see any Absolutely. sort of advantage of bringing somebody in who people would compare. Instead, I thought, mm-hmm. bring in somebody who was just a solid kind of citizen. That sounds like an insult, but it's not. It's the opposite. Just somebody who kind of had their shit together in life. And I yeah. just figured yeah. that would translate nicely to what we were already doing. And it seems to me that's what Charles already did. But, you know, mm-hmm. you, you had concerns initially, obviously, like when, you know, it's like, oh, I don't think I, I'm not sure I want to be part of this thing because I have, you know, I have this life going on and that kind of thing. Um, 
So have all of those concerns been alleviated now that you're doing it and things are going very well? Um, or are there still yes, things that you kind of think you're worried about? Um, I, I'm good with everything right now. The, the way the ball is rolling, yeah. I'm great with it. Um, I always had a bad taste in my mouth about professional wrestling. And I, I, I've got a, a cousin that was married to some wrestling guys. I'm not going to name names. Um, I traveled with them some when I was a teenager, you know. And I told my wife when, when we first decided that I was going to do this, you know, I said, I'm not going to be the average booker that sits there at the door and these guys have to wonder if they're going to get paid or not. I said, the only way I'll take this company over, I said, before the show starts, my booker, which is Todd, I said, I will put on my payroll, whatever the guys are supposed to make that night, in the envelope, and they'll be paid regardless of what. They're not going to work for hot dogs. They're not going to work for hamburgers. They're not going to work for $10 to fill up, you know, put a gas. I said, what we agreed to, these guys are going to make before they ever hit the ring. So before our first fan ever hits the door, our guys are paid. They don't have to worry about their payroll, you know. And that's that's something guys shouldn't have to worry about. I shouldn't have to worry about if my door is going to cover my salary or not. And um, that just – I heard I that. I could so not much. agree more. I mean, I, again, the, my circumstance is a little different because – for me, it was just assuring people I wasn't going to cut and run. So that's why that's uh-huh. half the reason I sort of paid everybody yeah. in advance. But then the other half yeah. was yeah. wrestling is a shady, shady business. And I just exactly had to, right. to go a different way. Uh, and I, mm-hmm. I, obviously you're not afraid to do that. And I think that's why you're the proper choice, obviously. And, you know, my thing is, and, and with your experience as well, you know, you've got a whole lot more experience than I do and Mr. Goodman does as well. But, um, you know, my deal is if you take care of your people, your people's going to take care of you. And that's the world I come from, you know. I have to rely on people at my regular profession, but yet those same people rely on me as well. And you kind of have to have each other's back, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, if those guys know, you know, we're coming down to Monroe tonight, uh, that's a guaranteed whatever whatever my pay is. You know, I know he's not going to try to, he's not gonna try to, you know, swindle me or, or whatever, you know. He's legit. And if he tells me something, he's gonna he's gonna make make it make it right, you know. And and that's that's the way I'm gonna base this business. And that's the same way Charles did it as well. Me and him yeah. talked about that, you know, and he goes, you know, these guys, whatever you do, do not make them worry about their money. And yeah. you know, so I I just think that's then that says a lot and I'm not throwing off on any promotion out there because I don't know how a lot of these promotions are in, you know. Mm-hmm. Because we were talking earlier about going bigger and better and stuff and looking at different venues. And I haven't had a chance to sit down and talk to Mr. Goodman much. But um, I've got people calling me, texting me every week. And, and you guys are talking about, you know, the Charles, and excuse my language, the coattail here, you know, riding the coattail. I've got people calling from the Carolinas. I've got people calling out of Tennessee. I've got people calling out of Florida. All over Georgia wanting us to bring Southern Fried to them. Ooh. These people didn't know, these people didn't know Charles. These people don't know the, the Monroe people, you know, but they're wanting Southern Fried to come to them. And uh, it, 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 it's kind of overpowered, you know, to know that this many people want to see your show. So you got to have something to get going. And, Mr. Platinum, if you haven't been out, I'll invite you to come out and watch one of our shows. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Goodman, I'm sure he'll tell you, you know, it's, it, it's, it's well worth it. Absolutely. Well, two observations from the Shindig show. One is that the Southern Fried's uh, locker room has always had pretty good morale, but 
mm-hmm. to me, the morale is probably better than it's ever been. Uh, yes, so sir. over my last couple times being out there, and the mm-hmm. other thing that I've thought about a number of times since that show was the um, celebration when I cross won the title. It really mm-hmm. um, blew my mind because people and just could not, they second. just put, yeah. And then the guys, the guys in the back, the morale is so high. You know, when they came out to the ring and everything at the end, those guys were not told to come out. That's what they did. We had no yeah. idea that the whole locker room was going to empty like that. Now, those guys are on top of the world. I mean, they're just, uh, I mean, they're happy to be there, and we're happy for them, you know? It's just, uh, but but go ahead, sorry to interrupt you. It just, uh, just No, I mean, that, you know. that just amplifies what I was going to say, which was that it was just uh, one of the longest, loudest um, mm-hmm. celebrations that I've heard of just genuine joy from a crowd and from the wrestlers and from everyone. It was just really mm-hmm. wonderful, a wonderful thing to be a part of, and that people are going to remember that. Yeah. Everybody that was there is going to remember that. Um, oh yeah. So, can you let anything out of the any cats out of the bag about what is coming down the road for Southern Track? Uh, let's see. I can touch on a couple of things. Well, we are, um, you know, we have the Phase One Trophy. Um, being Ike, and he won the championship. We have the Phase One Trophy. It was like a money in the bank deal. Um, that will be put back on the line. Talked to Todd about that today. Um, in the very very near future. Um, a big match. Um, and if you guys look around, we've got another monster that showed up on scene. Um, you may pick him out, I'm not going to call his name, but um, there's a monster that showed up here in Shindig, uh, Mr. Goodman. Uh, you've probably seen him, Judas. A few times. And and <laughs> not a, a... Never know about when Judas comes around. That could be a good thing or a bad thing. Um <laughs> I call him a monster because he is, you know. <laughs> Excuse me. And, um, I'm kind of worried about him. But, you know, we're just going to play a high goes and see what happens. So, well, but, um, we, the, we do the, have the, the Contenders Cup coming up. So, we've got a cage yeah. match coming up uh, July 7th. So, okay. Well, it was a it was certainly a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I, I I wanted to – I made the request to Larry – to have you on so people could kind of get to know you and uh, we could talk to you. And, um, you know, you've, uh, the cliche is you have big shoes to fill. Um, but I think you've approached it with the right attitude. Like you said, you know, the, the whole crew is in place and when you're winning, that takes care of all the problems really. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's just yes, how it goes. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, just keep on winning. And um, I think everything else is just going to take care of itself. It sounds like, which is I wonderful. Believe, I believe so. And then, and you know, so. Charles, of course, would be proud, and uh, it's all he would, it's all he would have wanted, and it's happening. And uh, really, what can you, what's the, what could be better than that? You know. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you. And I appreciate, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me, sir. Yeah, thanks for calling in. We really appreciate it. Yes, sir. No problem at all. Have a good night. Be seeing you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Nice. Yeah. I I am, you know, dying to know what double-sized venues they're, they're thinking about going in, but I guess that uh, will be 
revealed at a later date. I'm sure it will be revealed soon. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's why, I mean, if people thought that what Southern Fried was going to do was just try to hold serve, yeah. I think that has been dispelled and then some. Clearly the intent is is bigger, 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 and let it ride and see where it goes, which is, which is fascinating because Charles had um, – you know, there's different kind of promoters, and Charles was – he and I didn't have a lot in common, but one thing that we both had in common, I think, is we we both have kind of a gambler's mentality, you know, where it's just like, like push push the chips on the table and try stuff. And not a, you can't be afraid to fail if you're a guy that has ambition. And clearly uh, that legacy is going to continue about trying well, trying new venues, trying new things, and um, and trying to push it to see how big you can get it. Um, what's, what's more wrestling than that? And I think they're positioned to do that. I think well, one of the things that's happened under uh, since Todd Sexton has been there as Booker is, you know, to some extent earlier on, Southern Fried had a product that played well in Monroe, but, Irene, I really had to question how – well, it was going to play elsewhere. Well, I think those questions have been answered. That product will play in uh, a lot of places, and I, and I hope we get a chance to see that in action. Absolutely. Um, our guest, second guest, has not yet arrived, so maybe we could just touch on a few things about where we are at the mid-year in Georgia wrestling while we're awaiting her arrival. Yes, yeah, this is a discussion I definitely wanted to have. Of course, we'll probably have to talk kind of fast, but I, I just wanted to sort of get a sense from you, Larry, um, of, uh, of where you think things are. Um, I think you're in a better position for most of the categories than I am, perhaps, but what's what's been the uh, – let me throw this out to you. What do you think the show of the year has been so far out of the ones that you've been to? Well, to me, there there are there are three, and I mentioned them in the Shindig report. It's the, It's – it's Shindig, Hardcore Hell, and mm-hmm. uh, AWE's Oh Lord. Those are the three shows, to me, clearly, that I've enjoyed more than any other shows. So they're all different. They all had something a little different to offer, and I enjoyed all of them immensely. So of the first half of the year, those are the clear um, winners in, 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 in my book. The, the other Dark Horse one, which you know wouldn't really be you know, a show of the year, but it was a great first show, was the Action Wrestling Show. I thought mm. they did had an act, an outstanding debut uh, event. So um, yeah, we've been we've we've been doing well in that. The other thing that jumps out at me as far as like kind of the award kind of stuff is how we've lost some of our um, leading contenders here. Uh, I was going to say Miller, that. Yeah. Yeah, Gunner Miller out of the you know wrestler of the year. Kyle Matthews right. out of Technical Wrestler of the Year, and now yep. uh, Brooklyn Creed out of the Female Performer. So yes. the field is kind of like wide open. Um, well, and, and I mean just little things too, like like Grandpa has not been ref- refereeing nearly as much. So that one suddenly becomes wide open again. Uh, I, I was interested in your take on this. If we're going to do um, Trainer of the Year, yeah, I, I, you know, obviously the contenders are there, and we know who they are, right? Robert Gibson, who's trained uh, a number of guys who are working in Georgia. 
Um, A.R. Fox seems like the, uh, an obvious choice, but there's certainly others, aren't there? Well, you know, QT Marshall's putting his stamp on things, face-to-face wrestling, putting their stamp on things. Um, good old, uh, good brothers dojo. We, you know, we got, we're, we're, we're blessed in that respect too, with, with, uh, good training schools in Georgia right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, so, do you see any, uh, like dark horses that have kind of come out this year? Um, like, like maybe a rookie of the year that's kind of like popping up or making noise or a promotion that maybe is kind of on the rise as well. I don't know if there's a, been a promotion that's really st- stuck out um, beyond, you know, the obvious anarchy slash Peach State slash Southern Fried. Yeah, and then the and then the newcomer would be Action Wrestling, I think, as far as a, yeah. a, a, you know, you know, again, they're they're only good, only going to run once every every other month, and they just started and so forth. But again, a, a really great debut. Um, you know, Rookie of the Year, I'm a little stuck because if we're going to really uh, stick with they, the person's only been wrestling less than 12 months. It's hard for me to figure who those people are. It's, of course, the, the most improved category is much easier to pick people out, like uh, a- Alan Angels, for one. Um, I don't know what what categories you put I cross in, but he's got to be there somewhere. Um, yeah. But, like, who are true rookies? I guess before I answer that, I need to think about who's who are the true rookies, and I'm a little stuck on that right now. Mm, um, here's another one for you, yeah. Larry. Um, I, here's my challenge to people in Georgia. I'm going to make a statement right now. If Since Jeff G is clearly not going to be manager of the year, someone's going to have to sell me hard that anybody deserves that award. Mm. <laughs> I, I need to be yeah. – Somebody needs to make a pitch, and you can you can write to me or Larry or communicate with us in any number of ways. Who the hell is the manager of the year? Because if not Jeff, I don't I don't see anybody who's even a distant second. Um, to the point where I mean I would ha- someone would have to sell me hard. So if there's a manager out there doing a phenomenal job. I mean, I haven't seen Tristan Michaels. I haven't seen, you know, various people like that. But I can't think of any does, – does a name jump out to you for manager of the year? No. Uh, contenders and people who could rise to that, but anybody mm-hmm. who's like there right now, no. I can think of, like I say, a number who could be that person, but nobody who is that person now. And – uh, oh, I have to back up to the rookie thing. I missed. I missed an obvious yes. one. Dan, Xander Ramon. Oh, tell me about Xander Ramon. Well, big dude. Um, he's got charisma, very much over where where he appears, um, and um, has a world of potential. So, I mean, I've got to put him in there as a rookie of the year uh, candidate for sure. It'll be interesting because there's more women on the scene than there have been in quite some time. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and the women that were sort of perennially there, obviously, you know, Brooklyn Creed isn't going to be a contender. Um, no. You know, Priscilla Kelly does more work outside of the state than in it. Same goes same for, for Kiera. You know, yeah, same for Kiera. Same for Aisha. Um, right. You know, uh, so 
that again is sort of wide open there. So uh, it's going to be a it's 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 a very it's going to be a big sea change of the of a year. I think that is very clear. That uh, I mean, we may not have Larry. Think about that. I, I I I would just go out as far to say that I don't think this has ever happened. We will not have um, one repeat winner this year from last year. I think that there's a very good chance of that would happen. Right. The only folks that jump out as me is sort of like in my mind, in my voting mind, that would be clear leaders at this point would be Todd Sexton for Booker and Corey Hollis uh, for performer. Um, I'm probably missing Mm. something else, but those are the two that jump out uh, right now. Hey, but before we let any more time elapse, we have with us now a longtime Georgia uh, wrestler who um, recently made a decision to return to the scene after making her retirement, but we're glad to have her with us tonight. Pandora, welcome to The Tipping Point. Hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> hey, Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the first question. So I'll be blunt. What the yeah. fuck? So yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. retired, That's, not retired. What's what's the story? How did that come about? That was completely last minute. Nobody knew it was going to happen, including me. Um, <laughs> that well, that's how you do it, I guess. That's how you do it. Because I mean, um, I just I didn't like what they were doing with the belt. So I decided to step in. Uh, I mean, you know, I went back, I went back there and and kind of started the women's division back off. And then eventually a belt came into play. I really didn't have anything to do with it, but I left being the title holder. And then the women's division, so to speak, just, there wasn't a women's division. And then the belt was just handed away. And I was like, I don't like the way this is working out. And then Brooklyn ended up being pregnant. So she couldn't wrestle. So then they had Bambi wrestle in her place, which did a great job, to be honest. Us older women, boy, we're, we're pretty good. And, uh, <laughs> but again, the title was going to be just given away because this girl just got a count out. So I decided that that's not the way the title's going to be given up, and it's going to be given up by me getting beat. So it might just be one match, but it, it, that title will literally be won, not handed away. Since so you, that. since <laughs> there you go. thank you. So since you did retire, though, are you worried that you had to? I mean, because not wrestling anymore. I mean, I know what that's like. You know what that's like. Like it's a it's a big shift in mentality once you're kind of a civilian again. Do you right. do you worry about that as far as having one more match that you're gonna not be ready? in some way, shape, or form, either not physically so much. I mean, I see pictures of you. Obviously, you stay in great shape and that kind of thing. But I just, as far as the mentality it takes to be a wrestler, are you afraid that you're not going to have 100% of that edge? Well, I mean, you know better than anybody because you've trained me from day one, and I've been gone before because of, you know, family the hell. I got pregnant. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> and I came back, and I guess it's just like everybody says, it's in your blood. You know, just, it's just very easy to just get back focused in it. Like when I came back to referee, I haven't been watching anything. I didn't know who was what. I didn't even know who the contender was. I didn't even know who the girl was. 
<laughs> and I mean, I, I didn't know. So I came back and I got in the ring and I was the referee. And again, nobody knew what I was going to do, including me. So I guess the mentality, I think the, I think, I think the wrestling's going to hurt more than anything. My mentality is fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but, well, you know. It, it, Pandora, it certainly caught me by surprise because one, your I thought your retirement was really well done, and it seemed to have a pretty good, you know, a sort of air and finality. And then going back to Saturday Night, you know, when when the crowd started chanting your name before the match, I mean, you shook your head, no, it wasn't going to be you. So I was surprised that you picked it up afterwards. Like I said, that was completely, <laughs> completely spur them. I swear, just I mean, I guess that's where the heart is. That's where the mentality is, and the fact that. I was going to have to just hand that belt away. And I said, nope, I'm just not going to do it. Everywhere I've ever been, you know, I've worked my butt off. And everybody else that I've been involved with has worked their butt off. And I don't feel like anybody from anywhere should just be able to walk onto the scene and be handed a title. So even if it's just this one match, she's going to have to work her butt off to win it. Okay. Um you know, one of the things you and I talked about, Pandora, which we didn't get to do is after you retired, is, is get on one of these shows and talk about your career. What, when you reflect back on the, on, and what are your, what, like, what jumps out at you? Any, anything that really jumps out is like outstanding moments. Anything that, like, you wish you would have done that you didn't wind up doing. Um, I, I have to admit, I'm pretty, I'm pretty satisfied with everything I've done. I mean. I couldn't really go on to the big show because I ended up having children and a family and I'm not going to be away from them. So doing things on the weekends and stuff was, it worked for me. But, uh, I mean, the feuds that I've been in have been far and few, just great. I mean, the first one with that I ever was in, of course, was with, uh, dementia at PCW, which was by far probably the still to date, the best woman's feud in the Georgia scene, if not in the indie scene period. Cause you know, as you well know, we managed to touch on every single match that you can possibly have and still managed <laughs> to wrestle each other. And it's funny because we used to question Steve all the time. Why do we got to wrestle each other? Why do we got to wrestle each other? Why do we got to wrestle each other? <laughs> but the, and we always, used to, we always used to complain about it, but it, the end result was that was by far the best female feud. Cage matches, blood matches, I quit matches, hanging each other. I mean, just unbelievable, the stuff that was done. So... That one, and I have to say the uh, the feud that I had with uh, America at Peach State was great too. I enjoyed that too. So, mm. and I mean, you can't ever, you know, discredit the when I wrestled um, Amazing Kong at Sacred Ground or the, the cage match with uh, Dementia when we fell through the tables off the top of the cage. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you know, you know stuff that like shit. that. Yeah, you don't you yeah, don't forget things that like shit. that. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> So my Tracy Taylor, Tracy Taylor taught me a lot. So, yeah, I mean, and OD, oh, I can't ever forget. I don't necessarily want to talk about the promotion, you know, because I would never want to talk about that promotion. But my ODB match was by far probably one of my most absolute favorite matches that I've ever had because she's, she's like me. So it was just an all-out call, <laughs> and we beat the hell out of each other, and hell, it was ODB. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's that, too. So when is when is this match? When is it going to take place? Like when is I, that going to happen? I have absolutely no idea. Like I said, they didn't even know it was going to happen. <laughs> Nobody knew. 
this was a literal. No. Are, are I mean, you saying you went into business for yourself right there in the ring Saturday night? Well, no, 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 no. They, it, I threw it at them right before I went out. I was like, okay, clearly, I mean, right before I went out, I was like, I'm not going to hand the belt away. I'm just not going to do it. I guess I'm just going to come back. And, you know, Rick, <laughs> all right, so there it was. And, I mean, no, I didn't go into business for myself. <laughs> so, yeah. So I have no idea when it's going to be. And because, again, they didn't, they didn't know. <laughs> So yeah, uh, isn't it, Larry? I gotta say this: isn't it a breath of fresh air when something feels spontaneous and dangerous and sort of unformed? Um, I, Amen. I, I, I'm such a fan. I'm such a fan of that. Of course I am. Why wouldn't I be a fan of that? So yeah, I just. I mean, I. To be honest with you, I had to go. I, I didn't really even think it was real until I went in the car, and I, lo and behold, there's a belt in the trunk. I said, oh, I did do that. I thought it might have just been like a dream or something. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I took that home. So, yeah. So, I'm, I have no idea, but, you know, I'm sure it'll be promoted and it'll be there. And I just hope this girl will step up her game because I hate to have to come, keep coming back. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you, you don't have anything to say about that, pro, that promotion you didn't want to say anything about? Oh no, I don't. I wouldn't want to promote them. I wouldn't want to talk good about them. I have nothing. Don't if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. So, okay. I mean, <laughs> so there's absolutely nothing nice to say about the bookers, the promotion. I mean, we we all know who I'm talking about, so it doesn't, you know, right. no, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I mean, there's you know so many other good promotions to talk about and whatever to give them any kind of airtime is just not worth it to me. So, you know. So yeah. how are things, I mean, before we go, how are things going in general? How's life? <laughs> you and I haven't oh, yeah. talked in a long time. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, hap- I was happily retired, you know. I just, I didn't really think that this was going to happen. So <laughs> I was very happily retired. You know, like you said, that, that last show went off great. You know, I had family members from New York here, everything. So I really thought it was over. But I guess they're just going to have to come back down again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely keep tabs on what's going down, and I'm sure Larry will be at that match whenever it happens. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Awesome. Well, any other, thank you guys uh, for any other thoughts on. you want to share? Any other thoughts you want to share with us before you go? Uh, no, that's about it. I mean, I don't. Again, I've been out the loop. I don't know. Who to talk good about, who not to talk good about. So <laughs> I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. So, yeah, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. So. Golly, but, somebody uh, in wrestling thing, keeping their mouth shut. How do you like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, uh, I, 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 don't know, I don't know enough about anybody to really say anything about anybody. So, you know, and I've also <laughs> learned not to give anybody a, any type of, you know, like I said, airtime or anything. Why give them promotion or you know, so yeah, my lips are sealed. I mean, one person I want to actually put a give a shout out to is Kiera, because uh, mm-hmm. she's doing great. And if there's, I've always said that if there's anybody on the indie scene that deserved to go places, it would be her, because of her, her, her professionalism 
everything from her ring gear, her attitude, her work in the ring has just been, in my opinion, phenomenal. So I congratulations to her for sure. Nice. Great. But that's it. I'm not well, getting. I'm not getting too soft. Okay. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks, All right. Pandora. All right. No problem. Bye. Bye. Woo. Huh. Never a boring tipping point. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. That was nice. Nice surprise. So uh, we had uh, agreed we were going to come back next week since we stayed away for like, what, yeah. three weeks? Yeah. So right. um, we will be next back next week. Up uh, Coming up this weekend, we've got uh, Anarchy on Saturday night, AWE running on Sunday, and... Man, I, I'm sure Georgia Premier's running, but I, I'm embarrassed to say I'm not clear where or what what they've got going on. But it seems like they got something going almost every weekend. Um, cool, and, and you know it might be a good time to sort of look ahead to um, Scenic City because that's right around the corner, and uh, that might be a good idea to sort of take a look at who they're bringing in and and what's going on and uh, you know and the drama that's been going on around uh, scenic city I mean, we're going to have somebody on to talk about that as well so well um, speaking of that one thing i yes. can say i guess i can let this go is that during the month of july we are going to have kyle matthews on as a oh fantastic so, yeah yeah so that's that's a for sure we just got to figure out when that's going to happen but yeah that's and uh, yeah, I just to go back to this. Georgia Premier is running on the twenty third with a first blood match. Nice. Gary Morales and Nate Wild and Logan Creed versus Cyrus. Oh boy! So lucky folks are going to get to see that again. So if you're up that way, check out their new location there in Canton. Well, good stuff, Larry. Um, I'm gonna be uh well, gosh, I'll be I'll be on the road uh when we do next week's show. I mean obviously I can Ooh. still call in and do it, but I'll okay. be in like the Washington DC area. So oh. we'll see. Maybe I'll uh maybe I'll check out a show up around those parts and see what's going on in Virginia or something like that. So Yeah, you ought to. Mm-hmm. Well, great, and thanks to our two guests, of course, and um, we'll be back next week. So from uh, Larry Goodman, I'm Stephen Platinum. We will see you next week on The Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.